From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 30th of November 2022. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through Turkey's potential ground invasion of Syria. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we run through the European Council President's controversial trip to China. But first, will Turkey launch a ground invasion of Syria? In recent weeks, Turkey has been carrying out airstrikes on Kurdish military targets in northern Syria, and expectations are growing that Turkish forces will cross the border and launch a ground offensive. Earlier this week, a Turkish official said Turkey's armed forces needed just a few days to become almost fully ready for such an operation. It depends only on the president giving the word. The recent escalation follows a deadly bomb attack in Istanbul on the 13th of November, which killed six people. Turkish authorities have accused Kurdish separatists of carrying out the attack. These include the PKK, who have been fighting an insurgency against Turkey since 1984 and are blacklisted as a terrorist group by Turkey, the US and EU, and the US-backed YPG, which Turkey views as an extension of the PKK. The PKK, YPG and Kurd-dominated Syrian Democratic Forces, or SDF, have all denied any involvement in the bombing. Nevertheless, following the bomb attack, Turkey has been bombarding Kurdish military targets who have, at times, responded with mortar shelling. Turkey has been clear that it wants to begin a ground offensive in northern Syria as soon as possible, with President Erdogan saying Turkey will come down hard on the terrorist from land at the most convenient time for us. But while such an operation might be popular at home, it would be less popular abroad. Turkey's threatened land offensive has even brought the US and Russia together in agreement. The US, which has supported and allied with Kurdish groups like the YPG and SDF in the fight against ISIS, has warned Turkey against its desired escalation. The Pentagon says that it would severely jeopardize gains made against ISIS. Washington's support for Kurdish groups in the fight against ISIS has been a source of tension between the US and Turkey, who are NATO allies. Russia, which is an ally of the Syrian government and has been active in Syria, has also cautioned Turkey against a full-scale ground offensive, warning that it could trigger a further escalation of violence. As fears of a ground offensive grow, the head of the US-backed Syrian Democratic Forces has demanded a stronger message from Washington. He says Turkey has announced its intent, but the beginning of an invasion will depend on how it analyzes the positions of other countries. Turkey's involvement in the Syria crisis dates back a number of years. When they entered the war back in 2011, they simply gave assistance to the Free Syrian Army. This slowly started evolving, though, into direct military involvement in 2016, when they began their occupation of northern Syria. Turkey has launched three offensives into Syria since 2016 in an attempt to crush Syrian Kurdish fighters and establish a safe zone on Turkey's southern border. So it would not be unprecedented for Erdogan to launch another incursion, but it would certainly prove controversial, put a strain on Turkey's foreign relations and risk further escalation in the region. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Australia's Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he has personally urged the US government to end its attempts to prosecute WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. 
Assange, who is an Australian citizen, remains in a British prison fighting a US attempt to extradite him to face charges relating to WikiLeaks publication of leaked classified diplomatic cables and military files detailing American action in Afghanistan and Iraq. Albanese was responding to a question in Parliament from an independent MP, Monique Ryan, who said public interest journalism was essential to democracy and added that Assange's freedom will only come from political intervention. Albanese said his Labour government will continue to act in a diplomatic way and that he has personally raised it with representatives of the US government and made it clear that it is time this matter be brought to a close. Albanese's comments are his strongest on Assange since becoming Prime Minister, having earlier said his position is that not all foreign affairs is best done with the loud hailer. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Ever since the attempted insurrection of the Capitol on January the 6th, 2021, the US has been trying to hold its perpetrators to account. The US House of Representatives is in the process of investigating the incident and has even subpoenaed former President Donald Trump. There have been a number of convictions of non-government individuals too, most notably the QAnon shaman who was sentenced to three years in prison. It's been reported today that another key figure in the Capitol attack has been found guilty in a US court for his actions on January the 6th. This is the story of Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the far-right Oath Keepers group, who has today been found guilty of the rare and significant charge of seditious conspiracy, among other charges. Prosecutors allege that Rhodes acted as a battlefield general in the riots. Rhodes is intending to appeal the decision. Moldova is a democratic bright spot in Europe, while democracy in Hungary and Poland continues to backslide, according to a new report by the International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance, or IDEA. The report says democracy across the world is in decline while authoritarian regimes are deepening their repression as the world faces unprecedented challenges. On Europe specifically, IDEA's report states that the continent is experiencing democratic stagnation. Moldova, however, despite still struggling with corruption, is a democratic bright spot in Europe and has entered an unprecedented phase of democratic expansion following the electoral victory of liberal democratic players. Moldova is now among the top 25% of countries globally in areas like representative government, social rights and equality and media integrity, according to the report. But this relative bright spot has been overshadowed, IDEA says, by general democratic erosion, particularly in Poland and Hungary, and also by Europe's non-democratic regimes consolidating their authoritarianism. In the final and very uplifting news today, it's been reported that a new drug has been created to aid Alzheimer's patients. Following decades of research, scientists have finally created a drug which slows the destruction of the brain. Lacanamab has been hailed as a momentous drug by Alzheimer's Research UK. In essence, the drug works by attacking the sticky gunge called beta amyloid that builds up in the brains of people with Alzheimer's. Following a large-scale trial, which involved 1,795 volunteers, it was found that lecanemab slowed the decline of brain power by roughly a quarter over an 18-month period. Unfortunately, it's not a wonder drug that cures the disease completely, but it could make a world of difference for those suffering with such a brutal disease. 
That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the European Council President's controversial trip to China, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.